0: Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Volunteering At, we explore volunteer organizations and provide insight into how job seekers can keep their skills sharp and resume-full by volunteering. And today, we're with Katie Kowalski from Habitat for Humanity, and I'm excited to find out more about how people can give back to their communities. So, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization?
1: Sure. Um, At Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity, we really, our goal is to provide simple, decent, and affordable housing to low-income families who are in need and then also to help revitalize the communities of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Our homeowners partner with our organization. um, They put in sweat equity hours to work on their house and then those of their neighbors um, as part of their program. And then they do buy the the home from us. Um, The nice thing is that Habitat for Humanity holds the mortgage, and we're able to offer a 0% interest mortgage, which makes it very affordable for our homeowners.
0: Okay. And what are what would you say your mission and values are? I think our mission is really um,
1: to provide that um, homeownership opportunity, but also that investment in some of our blighted communities in the city of Milwaukee. Um, I think as an international organization, um, we have over 2,000 affiliates worldwide. So we are one of those 2,000 affiliates that really... The primary goal is to really revitalize those communities, but then also give people an opportunity they may not have otherwise to really own their own home and be invested in the communities.
0: Okay. And what was the momentum behind this cause when things kind of got started? Sure. In 1976, that's when Habitat for Humanity was founded
1: by Millard Fullard. And what it was, he was a very um, successful lawyer and him and his wife realized that they had kind of a bigger calling. And It was down in America's Georgia that they saw the need for simple, decent, affordable housing and that there were a lot of volunteers who were willing to address this issue. And so they really came up with this principle that working together that you can build these homes um, for people in need. And then um, Habitat is a Christian-based organization. However, we are very ecumenical in the sense that we welcome people of all faith, of no faith to participate, whether as a homeowner or as a volunteer. And so that was really how it started. And then in the past 40 years, it really has gained a lot of momentum being started in America's Georgia to really eliminate poverty housing. And so now there's affiliates worldwide. And in Wisconsin, there's actually over 40 Habitat affiliates.
0: Wow. So how long have you been with the organization? This
1: is my sixth year on the staff at Milwaukee Habitat, but overall I've been involved for about 12 years, including a couple years in college. And then I did two years of AmeriCorps, which is a national service program, Mm -hmm. and I did that for two years with the affiliated Milwaukee um, building houses, so I was actually on the construction site.
0: Okay, and what do you do now as a volunteer services director? Sure. So my primary
1: goal, I guess, is to recruit um, and coordinate the volunteers. Um, We're very fortunate that we are a pretty popular destination for volunteers to want to come and help out. So I really work with the volunteers um, coordinating and scheduling and then just cultivating them to become long-term volunteers. Mm -hmm. And then I also manage our AmeriCorps program, which is that national service program.
0: So could you walk us through some of the various volunteer roles that are available when people want to come in and volunteer?
1: So our most popular one is on the construction site. When people think of habitat, that is usually what they think of as swinging a hammer or raising a wall. So I would say between that and then at our restore, which is our home improvement thrift store, those are our two primary volunteer opportunities. But we also have volunteers help out on a lot of different committees, including our annual auction, our family services, our fundraising committees, and then also in our warehouse and then our our actual office doing more clerical work.
0: Now, you said that the most popular volunteer option was actually being on the construction site. So how long does it take to build that house?
1: Once the homeowner is in the program and we start framing um, the house, which is usually the first volunteer opportunity, it takes between, usually between like six to eight months to fully complete, like completely build the home. Um, and it is something that we do it at a pace that we kind of do a balance of working with subcontractors to do the more technical skills, such as Um, installing the HVAC or the plumbing, Um, but we do have volunteers doing pretty much everything else from rough framing to finished carpentry, including our affiliate does the electrical work, which Mm -hmm. is pretty neat. So we do have professionals on site, but then we have our regular volunteer base also helping out with those items.
0: Okay. And earlier you had mentioned that um, Habitat actually kind of funds the mortgage for the house. So is that how um, the project gets paid for or is it kind of, um, you know, donations come in?
1: So what are, kind of on the front end of it, that our houses are sponsored by a lot of different entities, whether it's corporations, different churches, individual donors, that they will front the money for Mm -hmm. the um, house. And really that's for all the building materials But because we use our volunteer labor, so it is obviously a reduced cost. And then... Once the homeowners are making those mortgage payments, we do recycle their funds back into the program to help build even more houses. But it is a combination of those donations that are really helpful.
0: Now, what skills and personality are kind of ideal for the various volunteer roles that you have available? And I know you have a a wide range of them, so I'm sure that you could almost cater to, you know, everyone who would want to volunteer.
1: Yeah, I think we're, we're pretty open. And if you are willing to volunteer, we'd love to have your help. Um, We do have some age restrictions, like on the construction work site, um, Mm -hmm. that our volunteers do have to be at least 16. However, we do have a youth program that if, um, say, a Girl Scout troop or, um, you know, a school wanted to be involved, we have different opportunities outside of the work site. But if people are willing to help and want to give back to their community, we can certainly find a space for them. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people even use their professional talent, um, and I think this would be kind of a good tie-in for people who are looking for different jobs or just want to enhance some of their resume That if people, for instance, wanted to be a graphic designer, we don't have um, a staff person who is a graphic designer. So we often look at those volunteers willing to use their professional talent really to kind of help us. But then in turn, you know, they get to put in their portfolio and really have that as part of their resume too.
0: Could you walk us through a typical day for a volunteer if they were at the construction site? Sure. So um, volunteers work
1: typically from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and they are in communication with the volunteer department beforehand to get their assignment and just kind of what to wear, what to expect. But when they do arrive at the work site, they'll be greeted by a couple of our trained crew leaders, Mm -hmm. and that could be staff people our AmeriCorps members or volunteers who are skilled and willing to lead the volunteers. So they'll come to the work site, they'll check in, and they'll be welcomed by the crew leaders, and they'll go over kind of the tasks for the day, give them a little introduction to Habitat, as well as do a safety talk. And then what they'll do is split up into different groups, and they'll each have a team lead, and they'll kind of do the training in the morning, and then they'll break for lunch, and then they'll come back in the afternoon and finish up the work. We have a pretty, I would say, average work schedule. Like, we don't try to put a lot of time pressure, because we know volunteers are coming of all different skill levels, all different walks of life, really, and so we know, we kind of assume everyone is unskilled when they come to the work site, okay. but if people are skilled in construction, that's fantastic, and we love it, but we don't assume anyone has any prior construction knowledge before coming to the work
0: site. Okay, so when you want to volunteer to kind of, you know, help out in the community and build a home for someone, you said it takes six to eight months. Do you have to volunteer for the whole six to eight months, or if you have a weekend here or a weekend there, can you just come kind of come in and help out as needed?
1: Yep. Um, We have volunteers work, if they want to come once a year, that's great. If they want to come once a month, um, that's fantastic. And then we have a a special dedicated group of volunteers that um, they're really committed to our mission, and they come out on a weekly basis, and we call them our habituals. And they are a really, really great group of people who they uh, sometimes are retirees or even students who've rearranged their schedule so that they, come out, they can come out um, on a weekly basis. And they are able to really build um, more often, obviously. But depending on what the availability is of the volunteer, we're willing to work with them.
0: Okay. And um, speaking of availability, do you have to have your own tools available to you to bring onto the worksite or are they already there? Nope, you don't have to have them. We ask volunteers um, if they do have them to bring them
1: because we do have a limited supply, but we do have um, all tools and materials um, at the work site.
0: Okay. Now, I know you had mentioned that, you know, if a Girl Scout troop wanted to come in and volunteer, you could make accommodations for that. Do you also make accommodations for a company if they wanted to bring in their whole company to volunteer? Sure. So we've had, like,
1: multiple big group volunteer days. Our typical group size is 8 to 10 people, Mm -hmm. but if it is something that people want to bring out, say 50 people, that we could open up multiple projects. We do ask companies um, for a small donation just to help sponsor the workday, but it is something that we, we, it's pretty common that we host different corporate groups.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything other than the small donation needed from the company to kind of get this set up and get everything in line and working before the day of?
1: No, really, it's just one person kind of being the champion for the company, that they're the ones who are really doing kind of that internal recruitment Mm -hmm. for the volunteers. But besides that, it's pretty straightforward in regards to like a team building event that we give them all the information they need ahead of time. And often we find that a lot of the corporate groups really enjoy coming out because it's different than what they do during their typical workday, and then also really creates that good team-building experience that you have people working together that may not, you know, in the office. And Mm -hmm. so it really creates a equal, like, level playing field.
0: Are these opportunities only available on the weekend, or could a company come out on the weekday? And if so, would it follow that typical 9 to 3 schedule?
1: Yep, we have volunteers working, um, especially volunteer groups, uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Okay, So it is during the weekday, and then the time would be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. as well.
0: I also noticed on your website that you have specific programs geared towards women and veterans. Um, could you tell us a little bit about those programs and why you specifically designated them for women and veterans? Sure. So, our veterans
1: program is pretty new
0: to us. It is kind of a, a
1: national um, program that we started incorporating locally, and it was really just to have an easy way to engage um, veterans into our volunteer workforce, but then also the availability of our homeownership program that when the veterans, um, when they are coming back and um, maybe not finding employment right away, that it's a great way to kind of slowly get back into the workforce, but then also to have a resume builder. And um, veterans are service-minded already, so it makes sense for them to continue participating in community service when they get back. Okay. And then with the Women Build that This program is again like a national program that we've had um, probably for the past ten years now here in Milwaukee, and it's really a nice way for women to be introduced into the construction world. I would say that times have definitely changed, but there are certainly there's certainly an intimidation I think to women to becoming to work on the construction site. So it's just a nice way to have um, women join kind of forces and to build a house, and it's a lot of fun to have that of energy on the work site. Um, it's not meant to necessarily be exclusive, but really just to have that welcoming environment for women to be part of our program.
0: Okay. Now, do you act as a reference for volunteers who are also looking for work and applying to jobs if they were to put that um, on their resume that they had volunteered with Habitat?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The nice thing about our program is because of the ratio of leadership to the um, volunteers and then just even the communications between the volunteer department and the, and the actual volunteer is that we really get to know our volunteers pretty well and so we can really highlight our volunteers and their skill set you know in especially in regards to working with others you know taking direction leadership their work ethic and so it's a really great way for us to be able to speak to their future employers or just even writing that letter of reference, to really show their character. And then also, you know, always helps to give back to your community and just be having that type of mindset when you're here.
0: And you had mentioned that you've been with Habitat for Humanity for several years. Could you share um, one of your most memorable stories about your volunteers with our listeners?
1: So uh, this actually just happened recently that I was talking to one of our longtime volunteers um, who is now probably in his upper seventies and he's been volunteering for over 20 years. And, um, He's a retired painter, and he started volunteering through his church, and both him and his wife were very active and involved. Um, And as we were talking, um, this year we're actually celebrating our 30th anniversary, so it's Mm -hmm. a really good time for reflection. And he was saying that he started coming out because he was needed, and that they needed volunteers, and they needed his expertise as a painter. And then it quickly turned that he soon needed Habitat, as much as he was able to help the community, that Habitat started helping him. And then when he did retire, he started coming out, two to three days a week. And he's been doing that for the past 20 years. And so I think it's pretty incredible to see that like there's such a strong connection between the volunteer and his community and just really giving back. And that as much as he's been able to help Habitat and the families, that Habitat has been able to help him and really been a part of his life. Um, And I think this is really great because it's not just him that I've heard this from, that it really is pretty much a theme throughout a lot of our volunteers that once they start volunteering that it becomes a part of them and they can't wait to come out to build again and that they really create a community of friends as well as working with the homeowners and getting to know them and they see the impact that they're making. Um, and this ranges from our Habitat Young Professionals who are in their mid-20s and 30s to all of our retirees who are you know, 70 and 80 years, years old, that they're all coming back because of that impact that they're making, but then also that community uh, within the other volunteers.
0: Well, that certainly is very inspiring. So how can someone get in contact with you or with their local branch of Habitat for Humanity if they want to become a volunteer?
1: Sure. Um, locally here in Milwaukee, um, you can contact myself or Jackie Sikowski, and our information can be found on our website, which is milwaukeehabitat.org. Or if it is something that um, is outside the Milwaukee area, if you go to www.habitat.org and you just search um, with your zip code, it'll bring up your local affiliate.
0: Well, unfortunately, our time is coming to a close today on volunteering at. So I just want to thank Katie for joining us and sharing her expert advice on Habitat for Humanity. And to find more employment-related shows, please head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, just shoot me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best with your job search.